taking the climate we're in, where should we be positioning ourselves? Yeah, a couple themes there. One, and probably the most important, is simplicity always wins. So mm. I cannot tell every single client brand that insisted on doing this hyper complex, like, well, for the first $30 in the count, uh, cart, it's $5 off, right? Yeah. For the next $35, it's 10% off. But not if they get a bundle, then it's the BOGO, <laughs> right? You've seen these, yes. you know? <laughs> Consumers are just like, whatever. You know, they get really <laughs> what confused. What does this mean? By, yeah, they get really confused. So what you have to understand is, again, use your data and go back and look at not your session duration, but your engagement time. Um, we're getting down to the wire now, right? Um, if you haven't started planning for Black Friday uh, by now, uh, you definitely need to. Um, otherwise, it's going to be very, very hectic, right? Um, Ned has brought a list of topics to kind of discuss going into how to optimize your Black Friday uh, Cyber Monday sale. Um, when we go through this list, it's pretty exhaustive. So, um, when I say you have to get ready, you have to get ready now. Um, so want to talk about a couple things. Yep. Um, I definitely want to talk about the big topic of like, when should brands even start? I know that's a big, yep. a big one for you. Um, offers, like what are, what should people be doing, um, in terms of their, their, their main, you know, promotion. And then, um, I think we could talk a little bit about, uh, one of the biggest topics that are on a lot of, uh media buyers minds is how do I like transition the ad account? Maybe, you know, what should I be doing there? So yeah. let's talk about, um, let's, let's get right into yeah, it. Yeah, sure. I mean, a ton to, to uncover on this, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously looking at a couple hundred brands and seeing what everyone does, some of them similar, some of them totally out in left field in terms of tactics, strategies, timing, um, how they treat users, some really complex discount styles, some very basic ones, some evergreen ones. So there's a couple really interesting themes that I saw, one of which, um, and we'll look at the data here to review it, is those who started really early versus those who started kind of in the actual Black Friday, Cyber Monday week. So I had a, a segment of brands that were very keen on starting November 1st, November 10th, you know, basically like well ahead of the actual Black Friday, Cyber Monday week. And then those who kicked it off, you know, of that week, maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what have you. I don't think we had any that actually started on the Friday per se, but pretty much everybody started at least Wednesday, Thursday, you know, mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, Thursday, as an example. Um, here's the bottom line, kind of the thesis statement to the whole thing. Every single one of the brands who started early had demonstrably lower overall net gain than those who started week of. <laughs> That's yeah. all we've been doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which and a lot of brands do because there's yeah. a, there's a natural perceived assumption there that like oh the earlier the, the earlier I'll start the more juice I'll generate out mm -hmm. of this thing. Right. The reality is, is you've got to understand that your existing consumer base is one bucket to look at, mm -hmm. of which it'll break down into multiple different segments. You've got like your evangelical style users who are, you know, they're just hyped. Every time you got a sale, they're very consistent. They're your super buyers, right? Your super customers. And then they go down a spectrum uh, going down towards the limited amount of interest all the way down to the ones who bought one time and you've never seen from them again. They don't even open emails anymore. On the other bucket, you've got new customers right? People who are coming in. So we can talk a little bit about some of the things that we we found between those two different buckets of users. The first bucket of users, we saw some confusion. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is a lot of them were under the assumption that the offer that was released, you know, hey, Black Friday, Cyber Monday starts early. What was released in early November wasn't going to be the best offer mm -hmm. that the brand released. So when we actually interviewed some customers, that's what unanimously almost everybody said. 
that right. they're so waiting. That, yeah, that they were yeah. like, hey, I saw it and I bought, you know, some of them bought a little bit. Like we actually saw two customers said this, which was really daunting. They came in and they were like, I took advantage of it and I bought, but I didn't buy as much as I was planning on because I assumed that the offer would be bigger. And two of them said when the big or perceived big offer did hit Black Friday, Cyber Monday, which actually wasn't any larger, they forgot to go back and buy more. So you think about they totally shot themselves in the foot because the user came to the website, uh, you know, but let's assume they were going to buy $200 worth of merchandise. They're like, well, I'll buy a hundred now, et cetera. This is cool. They're doing a sale early and they never came back to buy in this case, the additional hundred. So, so we were like really alarmed by that. And frankly, the second bucket of new users is in my opinion, obviously I didn't interview them directly because you can't necessarily interview the people who didn't convert, but I think it's the same concept. Mm -hmm. I think they call brands bluff. So I think when you mm. release a discount on say November 1st or November 10th, the average new user come from paid media is like, is that really your best offer? Mm-hmm. Or are you gonna crank it up? Because a ton of brands will increase the percentage of the discount or add a new feature to the free gift giveaway or the BOGO gets easier to attain once you actually get to the Friday of or the mm. Monday of, right? Mm-hmm. right? So to me, that's that's ultimately what we've seen happen is, mm-hmm. and that's why we've seen so many brands that release too early, frankly, just didn't have the net lift. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, let me say it this way. They had the net lift, but it wasn't as great in terms of other brands that were post, right? And of mm. course, you can't really A-B test this one necessarily, right. but we have enough clients and enough brands that the pattern was clear. Yeah. yeah. So is the theory saying that the revenue that you would generate from November 1st to let's call it November 30th mm-hmm. would be slightly lower than the revenue you would generate from just running the sale the week of? Well, I'm looking at it from a perspective of gross margin, right? So not even just the revenue, but the gross margin lift. So ultimately, I mean, you're taking a hit to your GM when you're going to introduce these discounts or free giveaways or what have you. So the contributed margin. The entire month, comparison of the entire month's gross margin. Exactly. Not running it in all those days versus running it all those days. Right, exactly. So if you've got a brand that's chugging along. So I got pushback from some clients, though, and some people may be thinking this now where they're like, well, wait a minute, don't you normally see a dip? Meaning, don't you see because of the apprehension and the anticipation of Black Friday, Summer Monday, don't you see a dip? And the reality is, I'm actually not really sure why. We don't really see that. Mm -hmm. So I know like on Avi, we haven't really seen that. Like new users still buy. And especially if you've got different evergreen offers, like, you know, the gamification bar, the cash Mm -hmm. back as an example, or, you know, the classic one, new customers get 10% off, whatever. You generally still get your same revenue. So you don't see this dip beforehand, but you see this tremendous spike week of mainly because users out there are completely mentally conditioned to get really aggressive in that window. That's when they come to the table ready to buy. It's almost like a mental, or maybe even for some of them, an actual notation like Mm -hmm. in their calendar, like Black Friday, Summer Monday, this is where I'm going to buy all of my holiday gifts. I'm going to buy things for me. I'm going to buy, you know, the next year's worth of goods because they know it's going to be the best sale, right? right? So generally what we saw is that the spike in the gross margin lift during that Black Friday, Summer Monday was so much greater for the brands who launched Black Friday, Cyber Monday week, that it just, it kind of like petered out mm. on the brands that launched too early. They, didn't, they saw a bit of a spike, but not much. And by the way, the fact that they even saw a spike at all proves this point further. Right. Because it's like, well, if you start early in theory, then you shouldn't see a spike on mm-hmm. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, right? But because they did, just goes to show the user intent, user behavior is, I'm going to wait. Yep. I'm going to wait and call your bluff and see if your best offer is really that week or if it was before. But again, it's, it's kind of a, the, the hits already happened at that point. So, so um, timing makes complete sense. I think at Obvi, we learning from the data you've presented from hundreds of brands now, um, we're obviously making the shift to this year of just going 
um, and, and launching the sale that week. Um, but let's maybe jump into also offers now. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that's something that is, um, especially this year, it feels like it's, it, it's in such a wide spectrum of discussion where some people are like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I may pull back. Some people are like, I'm going, I'm going balls deep into yeah. it. Like where, where do offers stand in your mind and what have you seen and, and, and taking the climate we're in, where should we be positioning ourselves? Yeah. A couple themes there. One, and probably the most important is simplicity always wins. So mm -hmm. I cannot to every single client brand that insisted on doing this hyper complex, like, well, for the first $30 in the, count, uh, the cart, it's $5 off, right? Yeah. For the next $35, it's 10% off, but not if they get a bundle, then it's the BOGO, <laughs> right? You've seen these, you yes. know? Consumers are just like, whatever. You know, they get really <laughs> what confused. What does this mean? By, yeah, they get really confused. So what you have to understand is again, use your data and go back and look at not your session duration, but your engagement time. Mm -hmm. And you remember from the last, uh, uh, I think it was the last, maybe the one before episode we did, where we went through Google Analytics, started talking about some of those core metric, especially in GA4. One of the big topics we talked on was engagement time, which is mm -hmm. the actual time somebody's fully engaged, hence the term, in your website. It's like 40 seconds. And that's from A to Z. That right. includes purchasing and like typing all your information crazy, to buy yeah. the product. They're not going to sit there and do the math. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's got to be keep it simple, right? As simple yeah. as you can. So that would be the first kind of truism that I've found. The second is you've got to also look at your historicals. So if you're the classic brand that's been doing Memorial Day sale, Labor Day sale, hey, it's Friday just because sale type of thing, right? And you go on discount a lot and you do 40, 50%, like these big, you know, cut discounts. And then you come to the table with a 30 or 40%, it's probably not gonna move the needle as much just given the fact that that's right in line with what you've always historically done. Yeah. That being said, if you are uh, very much anti-discounting as a brand and you rarely or have never done it, you don't need much. Yeah. We have one client that never, for the first three years, I don't think they ever did one sale, not even Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And then last year they did their first, I think it was 10%, maybe 15. I mean, a pretty nominal amount, mm -hmm. right? And it just like slayed. I mean, they yeah. had, I want to say it was 400 something percent lift, Jeez. right? I mean, it was wild. Yeah. yeah. And so their, their, their customers, et cetera, and their uh, user base was just never had experienced a yeah. discount from them before. So they so, really took advantage of it. So I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Um, the brands that have historically done 20, 25, 30% off. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your suggestion there, right? Because yeah. now you're talking about, let's go back to that segmented pool that you mentioned, right? Your super users and then it funnels down. Yeah. These people have been, uh, th they've now been exposed to something in their mind that's like, wait, I've seen a higher discount than yeah. this, right? So if we're going to go back to keeping it simple and also maybe not, yeah, a, a high discount amount. What would you? What's what's your suggestion there? Is there any cool tactic or way to to not worry too much about exposure? Maybe it's maybe it's not to worry about it at all. But what's your thoughts there? If you've exposed a high discount amount historically in your brand before, yeah. Um, but you want to just kind of take a different approach this season in yep. BFCM. Any any feedback there? My, my thought, and, and again, this is just a general belief system on what I've seen, is you've got to just match whatever your historical best was. Got it. You don't have to go above it, but you got to match you it or match at least it. get close to it. You got know, it. so like if your biggest was a 45% off, you know, that's pretty huge. You got to probably be at least 40, mm. I would say. Got it. You know, and by the way, it's not the time to experiment. <laughs> it's not the time I've had some clients have been like, let's do a bogo. So don't start year. doing gift bars and stuff. Yeah. And stuff. Because I've never, I had one client last year who insisted on doing a BOGO 
and they had never done a BOGO before. And we were like, well, we don't really have any data looking through historically. They were a relatively new client. And we were looking through a couple of years and we were like, okay, show us when you did BOGO before. We've never done BOGO. Right. And, and it, it didn't do great. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. You know, it did fine, I would say, but it didn't do amazing. Um, and I, I think that was a mistake, right? Because it's, it's at the end of the day, you want to use all your historical data and then put your best foot forward. So if you've ran BOGOs before and those have done well, it's like run with the BOGO. That yeah. sounds great. Um, if you've done discounting again, you got to, unfortunately, you're kind of box yourself into a corner there where you, if you really want the lift, you're going to have to match whatever your yes. historical high, high watermark was for got the it. discount amount. Um, but again, yeah, don't get too cute with it. You know, make sure that they're simple, make sure that they're basic and straightforward, straight percentage off, straight BOGO, uh, free gifts can be tremendously powerful. Uh, not last year, but the year before our number one client. So we rank clients every year in terms of who had the biggest, uh, marginal lift. And then we, we normalize that for the size of the brand. Cause you right. know, some brands are doing two, 3 million a year in revenue. Some are doing 200, right? It's different. Um, but we normalized it in our number one brand, not this past year, but the year before had a free mystery gift. Mm -hmm. That was it. There was no discount. It was just a free mystery gift. It was a fashion brand. It, mm -hmm. it was, it was like a 500% lift. It was wild. They didn't even tell them what the gift was, mm -hmm. which is incredible. It was a mystery on an operations and you can just pop in whatever you want. Exactly. To and the, the, the guy, he's a, he's a, we got to do that. A <laughs> gentleman out of Europe who runs the brand. And he's like, he, he ran through the inventory. So exactly that. So it actually worked much to his advantage because wow. he ran through the initial intended free gift of what it was. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind that was a fashion brand. So would that be the same for a nutraceutical brand for a CPG brand? It's a little hard to tell, right? I'm sure. not super in the business of experimenting with clients in this window because it's not, you can't get it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you shouldn't be running tests during this window anyways. But yeah, that's something to take into consideration is the power of the free gift. Um, one thing I just do want to add to that is free gifts, if you engineer them right, can give you all of the upside with no cost. Mm. And here's how you do it. I know you guys have, have done this before, is let's assume you are a uh, pet brand, right? As an example, and you're selling a certain pet widget or product, et cetera. There's a myriad of other brands out there that are up and comers who are starving to get exposure. So if you are in a brand that has, especially if you're substantiated and you're doing you know, good revenue and you've got a good name out there, there's loads of other brands out there who will gift you their product as an example. So, so long as it's not competitive, gift you their product as a free giveaway to your consumer base. And it's a win-win. They get the exposure, you get the free gift, and you don't have to pay anything for it. Wow, so I've seen that happen. Again, you have to be careful what you do here because you don't want to do this with a competitor. But again, if they're selling like a dog food-based product and you're using, uh, you know, like in more of an equipment, et cetera, and your business plans don't suggest you're ever going to go into that vertical, in theory, you've got the consumer archetype lines up yeah. and so you can actually negotiate deals there if you're kind of savvy about it where mm -hmm. you can give away all this free value and benefit that you paid nothing for wow. and so there's a cool way that you could really preserve your margins but again there's a lot of uh, assumptions that have to go into that one to work you have to have the connections of the partnerships you have to make sure it's non-competitive not only today but your future business plans mm -hmm. um, and then you need to uh, ensure that they can meet that so yeah. right yeah i mean they're now you're getting into a logistics challenge so there are a lot of variables that come in there, but nonetheless, it's kind of a cool pro tip. So um, before we wrap this topic again, if you're on a timing crunch, you're watching this and it's like, damn, I'm like three weeks away from Black Friday. Yeah, um, I can't get a free gift here. Right. Yeah. The two alternative factors that maybe you can get involved in here and and, and correct me if I'm wrong. One going maybe a mystery gift route yeah. where you take something that's maybe overstocked or something that maybe is is, is could be a good value add. Um, and add it to the order, but yep. don't expose it so that you can choose that on the back end. Or two, 
try and find some strategic brand collaboration um, to to maybe bring in another brand as that gift. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And again, this is Solid. like ideally you would have already experienced. Like you know, going back to my former point, Black Friday, Summer Monday is not the window to be experimenting with these things. <laughs> ideally, you've tested free gifts on a gamification sure. bar, something mm -hmm. like that, so you have some valid data to suggest that your consumer reacts to that. Uh, but again, it's another thing that can do very well. So if it's yeah. on your radar and you're watching this and you have the data to validate and substantiate it, then it's definitely worth looking at. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So, I mean, a, a few other things to, to dive in here, just because I, I want to make sure folks really follow along with this too, is, is how you segment users specifically. Um, there's a couple ways you can go about this. Of course, you can do the one size fits all, which is you just slap a 20% off site wide and you just treat everybody as such, right? But what I'd also like to propose is if you look historically and you run what are called RFM analyses, recency, frequency, monetary, you can start to bucket people into uh, whether you want to define them yourself, have different nomenclature for it, or want to use industry standard nomenclature for it. But you can bucket them into different categories like used to be high value, no longer with it, right? So someone who used to buy every month, they contributed three, four, five hundred, maybe a thousand dollars a brand, but you haven't seen them in six months. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a bucket, right? Somebody who just recently purchased in the last two months and they're just bought their second time, super high value, um, large probability you'll get a third purchase. That's a whole different bucket. And you can start to bucket people onto all these different behavioral segments, if you will. So what I'd recommend there is treat them differently. So as an example, most brands, not all, but most brands have their highest amount of revenue contribution from a customer in the first 90 days. Most brands, right? So you acquire a customer today, you got 90 days, you're gonna extract the majority of your lifetime revenue and value out of them in that first 90 day window. Wow. So they need to be treated as such. If somebody bought with you, say, six months ago and they're past that 90-day window, you've kind of fizzled and faded out. Maybe they tried the product. Maybe they got a little complacent with it. Maybe they had a, maybe they had a good experience, but not a great experience. Mm -hmm. That's almost like a win-back style mm -hmm. there. And then you've got your long-term. They've been with you for years. They consistently buy. Mm -hmm. They've been subscribing to you for two years. Treat them a little bit differently. And then you've got your people you haven't seen of, like the churn folks, right? right. In a year or two years or what have you. When you say treat differently, in my mind, like, I instantly think like, well, what the hell do we do with the main website then? Because mm -hmm. like now if you treat these peop people differently, unless you're suggesting more copy of, of how you message the offer versus the actual offer, because then if you have a strategy that's going site wide, but you want to treat different buckets differently, you almost have to, are you suggesting maybe creating new landing pages for each segment or more around the messaging and copy? Like how would you do this? on a Black Friday. I, I would do it both. I would mess the message structure and the message, message architecture needs to change absolutely. But at the same time, so does potentially the actual literal sale that they experience. Wow. So again, this is getting into a little bit more sophisticated stuff, but you can set up personalization so that people who come from email A versus B are going to get a different experience, right? Oh. So there are different ways that you can do that. This is really more reserved for the larger brands. Yeah. If you're a young, scrappy, you know, still sub kind of four or five million brand, I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing this because you're probably going to be banging your head up against the wall just trying to segment people. Right. But if you're in, you know, 20, 30, 50, 100, 200 million in, in revenues in the last couple of years, you've got a lot of historical data there. So specifically, let's just segment two audiences. It's like the has purchased in the last six months and the has not, yeah. right? That's a very just general way, almost right. a binary way to look at it. So in the former group, you can drive them to the main site. As an example, you can have your primary offer. The second group, you can go after a more aggressive offer per se, mm -hmm. and you can channel them specifically to a landing page or 
a uh, personalization on the website where they get something a little bit extra, like they get an extra free gift added in, in addition to the site-wide yep. discount, right? So you can do some of these things just as an extra effort to try to win them back. Mm -hmm. We did a cohort analysis, which will show, which uh, showed customers who had churned, who got an extra gift in the order with one of our clients last year and their cohort behavior in terms of their repeat rate the 90 days after was as strong as the new customers. Wow. Interesting. So meaning you get your, like we talked about before, you get your best value out of folks in that first 90 days. They they researched. Mm -hmm. So it worked at the end of the day. This free gift, which was a product that basically they hadn't experienced because it was a relatively new product. So it was something to this effect. like. You know, hey, Ron, hey, Ash, you know, haven't seen you in a while. We have, you know, as you know, it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Here's our 20% off site wide, whatever it was. But because you used to be a very loyal customer to us, we wanted you to see this new product that we came out with. So we're giving it to you for free. Love and that. that, you know, as an example, That's that awesome. worked really well. So to your That's question, really cool. the narrative changed because it was more yep. of like a, hey, man, would love to have you back. I'm going to kind of do this extra thing for you. But the mechanics also changed, too. So again, yeah. this is getting into a little more, more sophisticated stuff, but you can yeah. do it. The, the moral of the story is this, is use this as a window to resurrect. Right. This is a great opportunity to do that because otherwise mm -hmm. you're just another email in my inbox on a Monday morning yeah. I'm going to delete in two seconds, right? Yeah. But because it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday window, I'm, as a typical user, probably going to pay just a little bit more attention yeah. to what you have to offer. So yeah. take advantage of it. I really like, I, I just really like the element of you bringing up copywriting basically yep. into this too because i think so much of what we think about when it comes to cro or black friday cyber monday is so driven by like offer testing and and feature testing and and you know a lot of these things that are like control mechanisms but really also we don't talk about copywriting is also a cro tactic you're you're going to figure out ways to optimize your conversion rate by just talking to people differently, segmented people differently. So um, I, I think that's a really, really good yeah. uh, touch yeah. point on there. In, in interest, let's talk a little bit about copying what, what more you could do. This is actually really interesting is if you're a brand that has an evergreen offer, as an example, we've tested this a few times, um, you can quite literally not change the offer yep. and just change the copy around the offer and get a huge lift. Any examples? Yeah, there's, there's, I, I gotta be a little careful on what data I share on this one, <laughs> but I can at least anecdotally share that yeah. there are some brands out there who have a consistent evergreen style, you know, let's just call it a 20% offsite wide for new customers, right? right. You know, or 10% offsite wide for new customers. Um, and then come 4th of July, Labor Day, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the messaging and the banners change to be like, you know, boom, it's our 4th of July sale, 10% off, right? The, the mechanics didn't change, the amounts didn't change, immediate spikes. No. Because people are conditioned, again, to come to it and when they see that there's a sale, there's an immediate urgency factor and there's a scarcity factor involved there. And this will actually segue nicely into the next point I wanna make, but there's a scarcity factor there. So then they come, to the site, most of the people who are coming to your site in Black Friday, Summer Monday are new. Yeah, yeah. The, the, believe it or not, the majority are. I know email lists drive a huge portion of revenue, but as always, you gotta look at your website through the lens of the brand new user. They don't know. So all they see is Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale, 10% off site wide, 20% off site wide. For all they know, that's the only discount you've ran all year. Right. And you got one shot and it's today only. So they're gonna take advantage of it. 
They have no idea it literally existed all 364 days (laughs) leading up to that, Uh, right? So again, you can play with this. I know you you have a couple examples of this that you've done, you said on paid media. Yeah, I mean, for for the media buyers that are out there listening to this, like this is what you should be doing when it comes to running ads during that week of Black Friday, right? You're not going to go in and launch like new ads, new promo the week of because it's untested, right? Which is why I think a lot of people start talking about all right, continuing your evergreen, your evergreen content, which everyone's been running, has been testing, has been, you know, um, putting dollars behind, just let that run, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to a landing page and to your point of exactly what you said is, this is the first time going to that landing page, change the positioning of the offer, right? For us, it's uh, get up to 40% off, right? So if you uh, bundle discount, you buy three months supply, you buy six months supply, you get up to 40% off. Like that on paper is probably going to be better than our Black Friday offer on the, on the on the main website. But all you have to do is just change the banner, change the announcement bar, Black Friday sale, get up to 40% off, announcement bar, Black Friday sale, available now, right? And so it makes lives easier for a lot of the media buyers where you don't need to like, Oh, I got to launch like a Black Friday ad. I got to change the offer. I got to send it to the homepage. Like, yeah. don't. Like, you have ads that are doing well. Maintain that and change things on the back end. Yeah. And just, it's almost like you just, the book's not selling. Change the cover in a way. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, it's a lot of that. And in this case, you're just Spot being like, on. it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, right? And by the way, then that extends into holiday too. Yeah. So just let's change take, the banner again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So again, don't like always err on the side of simplicity. You know what I mean? There's a bit of Occam's razor here where it's like you err on that and you generally will always get the best performance right. out of that. Um, and, and as I mentioned before, this segues nicely. So one thing I, I'm really trying to emphasize to all my clients right now, and everyone should strive for this, is it's not about, as we spoke on, getting the spike of sales before Black Friday. It's not like, oh, maybe I could engineer the spike in revenue prior to the sale window kicking in and I can keep that going. Where you really want to focus is how do I keep it going mm. after Black Friday, Cyber mm. Monday. The brands last year that by far made the most just raw increase in revenue and money throughout Q4 were the ones who got their perception of the sale, if you will, to continue all the way until shipping cut off for the mm-hmm. Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we great. had a few who like literally, I mean, their conversion rates went up 40, 50, 60, 70, 80%, and then basically stayed there all the way to like December like 18th, that's 19th, huge. 20th. Yeah. So that's where you want to be focusing. So now right. it's like, okay, well, how do I do that? Well, going back to the narrative thing, mm. if I come to your website on December 5th, if there's a way that you can make me feel like I just made it in time right, right. to catch your Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale, and man, am I lucky I just got here in time to get the last chance offer, that's the type of mm. psychology you want to be uh, kind of exuding, if you will. And yep. so how you do that is naturally, this is a combination of scarcity messaging. It's a combination of, as we just spoke on, mm-hmm. keeping the narrative running. Mm-hmm. And it's a combination of um, keeping the, the the mechanics of the sale going. I even saw one client last year who, I, I forget what they did, but it was, let's just call it like a 40% off site wide. And then they cut it in half, but they kept the banners up. Mm-hmm. And so it was like Black Friday, Summer Monday, continuation sale, like last call, da, 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 da. It was half. Well, it's like 20% off. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the 40% off. <laughs> and they it. still had a really big lift going all the way Smart. through December. Yeah. So the point being is you can engineer this a little bit. You can get a little cheeky with this. You know what right. I mean? And again, right. you want to constantly be hammering on 
urgency and scarcity. Mm -hmm. So you want users when they come to the website to be thinking like, like I just mentioned, oh, this must be my last shot mm -hmm. at this. December 15th, this must be my last shot at this. Can you call out, um, so maybe a little bit elementary, but maybe like the top three or four places throughout the site experiences where like that scarcity messaging or call out is the most important. And you know, you have, you, you have hero image, you have announcement bar, checkout, cart, PDP. Um, there are obviously the, 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 the go-to sections, but if you had to order them in like where you see people making the critical decision, yeah. um, where are some, if you can maybe name the top three, yeah. guys, like you definitely need to hammer this. Down. Yeah. Number one for sure is the ribbon is the, the promo ribbon at the top the of announcement the site. Bar. Yeah. Got it. But yeah. Yeah. So you got the, the hero banner mm -hmm. navigation and then yep. yeah, mm -hmm. the announcement bar, I call it the rib, right? So yep. basically that little teeny bar that most brands keep at the top. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it says like free shipping on all orders. That is your number one. Yeah. Right. Because think about it, that's the only piece of real estate that stays consistent throughout the entire customer journey. Yeah. That's it. Have you seen anything creative being done there in terms of like, I know some people do interactive, some people do timers on there. Some people do um, like a click through to a quiz or something, but, or have you seen a stationary message of just being extremely simple? I mean, if it's, if you're just doing a straight 20% off just to keep the straight, you know, and just make sure the, the color of it pops enough, mm -hmm. but just mm -hmm. keep the message there yeah. right at the end of the day. We've typically and done yellow. I think always yellow, always yellow. And right? make sure it's sticky. Yep. Have to make sure the ribbon's sticky. Uh, this is important. a critical one because like, for instance, just go on your mobile, just go on your site right now. You go onto the, the mobile version of it. When it loads, if you move your thumb at all, if that ribbon disappears, if it pops up and it unites, then you're already uh, like starting off on the wrong foot. Right. Make sure it's sticky. And if yep. you're really opposed for whatever reason, for branding reasons, I would argue you shouldn't be, but if you are for whatever reason, at least do yourself the favor through BFCM window and through the holiday window, keep it sticky right. yeah. and keep it fixed at the top. That right. way, if I'm on your PLP, PDP, going this where and every which direction on the site, it stays fixed and you I know. see it no matter yeah. where I go, it's there. You can also get tricky with it and you can do like a little bit of animation. You can do some carousel. You can obviously have fun with the colors and the contrast and things like that. Um, I saw one that I don't really have any good statistically significant evidence on, but I thought it was really interesting is, um, is we actually didn't run this test. It was, it was, I forget where I learned it on, but the idea was that you have to click on the ribbon to activate the code. Mm -hmm. And when you clicked on the ribbon and you activated the code, the logic behind it was, and again, I haven't tested this, so don't take this as gospel, but was that the user is more invested in it and they're more committed mm. to it. So nothing can theoretically be changing, but you click on it and it just... Just the act of you activating the coupon That's made cool. you more invested in working on it, click which I thought was really... discount. Yeah. Click, it's like your discount's applied. Exactly. I feel like that's it. Right. Yeah. Now, to me, I, I didn't, I, at first I was like, ah, I'm not really seeing it, but you know, the argument that, and again, I it's didn't run this though. test. It, it, that makes sense. It theory. does make sense in some respects. And so this is something I'm keen to test, to be honest, but uh, it is something we're, we're considering. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on. Let's talk about that though. So yeah. you bring up a really good point. I would strongly recommend everybody test right now. Yeah. Test right now, even if it's for just the weekend. That's right. Yeah. Just do something. As an example, well, here's another question I get a lot. Our product is $200. Should I just discount it to $179, mm -hmm. $21 off, and just show a new price point? And then mm -hmm. there's no code, there's no activation. Or should I keep it at $199 right. and then have a click to activate or a code to enter yeah. or an automatic application of a code? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's a good question, yeah, right? Yeah. Test it right now. Yeah. There is no right or wrong answer to that. I've seen it work yeah. both ways of different brands. So like do a intermittent sale right now for the weekend and yeah. see which one performs better. And best tool to test is this Google Optimize. 
Well, it's sunsetted now. Sunsetted yeah, now. Yeah, okay. So what? Now, so I'm, I'm a big fan of Intelligence. Intelligence. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. they just they've cool. done price testing. That's what they're known for. But they just released their um, A/B testing, testing tool, which yeah. we're spinning up. You've also got VWO, which is super popular. Optimizely A/B test. I mean, there's a there's a there's ton a of them. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're actually so. doing something that like that this weekend for like Columbus Day sale. Um, we're trying to see the difference in performance between the discount or cashback. Yeah. So we're doing like 25% off. So half of the audience is getting 25% off actual discount versus trying to see if we can get aggressive with cashback. So like 45% cashback. Yeah. And then that'll inform our actual Black Friday sale. Is like bingo. That's is all. Thirty percent off, or is it fifty percent cash? And that's it. And yeah. that's what everybody should be doing. So you should not have any guesswork left when you come to mid-November. You should have done these small little sales just to figure that's this. Such stuff a key out. point. BFCM. You should leading up to it. It should be all your trial, and your guesswork should be done. Like you shouldn't Correct. be hoping something works. Correct. Right. 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 And again, not to reiterate it, but for the love of God, don't not use Black Friday, Cyber Monday as <laughs> your testing test. window yeah, to see if like yes. your first time ever doing a BOGO or a whatever a free gift works. Yeah. So for brands that have your typical pop up, right? So like for us, we have our cashback offer or other brands have get your discount or whatever it is. Um, do you tell brands like, hey, because you have this new messaging for Black Friday, do you turn that pop off pop up off? Do you adjust the messaging like what do you what's the best way to kind of yeah. also make sure you're getting the leads but you're not confusing the yeah. consumer yeah if you're if you're keen to make sure that you're still getting the leads I'd, I'd say you can keep the pop-up as an example as we spoke on before you have to change the narrative that's mm -hmm. an absolute must so it can't just be welcome to xyz brand give us your email and we'll give you 10 percent. it has to be like welcome to our black friday cyber monday offer right? right assuming that's going to be it and then i would say the uh addition to that is you have to make sure that like your ribbon that we spoke on before, which is a critical piece of real estate that talks about the sale, allows them to click to reactivate it. Because people's um, it, it just intuitive reaction to pop-ups nowadays is immediately X out, Yeah, most people. So what you don't wanna have happen is they X out and then they're like, oh, wait a minute, now I can't activate I the sale, yeah. right? So then you wanna make sure it's very clear if you're gonna go that pop-up route that they can click to reactivate it, right? On top of that, make sure if you do it that the code auto applies. <laughs> don't make them have to go into the email. Yeah. Do not make them have to do that. In fact, I would almost restructure the welcome series yep. to be like only to those who didn't buy it'll send it and to just been like, hey, take advantage of it while it's here. It's almost like a That's special smart. flow that you build out specifically yeah. for Black Friday, yeah. Cyber Monday. I was gonna say like duplicate your welcome flow and just adjust for where that offer is yeah. in your welcome flow. Yeah. yeah, totally. And then make it way more on urgency. Like, yeah. hey, you, you, if you want it, you gotta take advantage of this. It's gonna go away soon 100%. type of thing, yeah. Cool. Um, one, one last kind of question I have is, any cool strategies between how to separate Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Mm. Um, if you um, kind of can touch on any, just, yeah. just from your past experience where someone has done something creative. Yeah, I, this is, you may not like the answer, but yeah. I haven't seen anything impressive, <laughs> to be honest, which is I've never <laughs> seen anyone lot, but <laughs> who's like, who are they like, again, that's where it gets too cute. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, but now it's Cyber Monday. And like, I think you actually shoot yourself in the foot for next year when you do that. Mm. Because if you're like, say 20% off and then Cyber Monday, you're like, surprise, it's 30% off. You have now trained all yeah. of those customers that next year, yeah. when you launch that, that Monday, they yeah, know it's not your best it. offer. Yeah. And now you're putting a whole lot of pressure on one day. Yeah. So I, I frankly haven't 
you know, typically what you see is you're gonna you're gonna see a, like a like a mountain range graph, right? You're gonna see your revenues coming in, and then Black Friday, Cyber Monday week starts. And you're gonna see it go like this, and it's gonna peak on Thursday and Friday. And then most brands see a bit of a dip through the weekend, so that's normal. If you see it, it's okay. And then Monday they see it spike again. And then depending on what you do for Giving Tuesday, it'll start to go down. Got it. Now the key there is not necessarily to adjust those peaks so much. Obviously, you want to get the biggest peaks you can. To me, the biggest one is to plateau after the sale, after Giving Tuesday, and try to stay elevated as much as you can for as long as you can. Right. That's where, to me, the biggest differences between those who really kill it in the holiday window and those who, you know, did okay. Got it. No, it's great. That's uh, keeping it simple piece themed. Yeah. Stays through. So for Black Friday, there's a ton brands should be doing, right? Uh, but if there's one CRO tip that users should chew on and implement right now, what should it be? Don't start too early. Keep it simple. Do not start too early. Make sure and understand that consumers are are trained to know that starting that Monday, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, they are they're trained to look for the biggest discounts. So they're coming anyways. Start around then and then keep it simple. Don't make them have to think. You've got about 40 to 60 seconds. That's about it. So keep it straightforward. Keep it simple. Chew on that. If you want more from us, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok, and check out the website, chewonthis.io.